Welcome to I Am Here. This is a hi, I'm Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, you remember who you are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Welcome to I Am Here with we think it's Gabby and <laughs> Amarilis. We are cousins, we share stories, and we're creating a space with the hope of um being able to just explore, share, connect with each other. And we invite you to connect with us, to email us, to subscribe and comment, and let us know um, feedback from previous shows and episodes, or if you have questions or topics that you want us to cover, um, hit us up on social media. On Instagram, we are I am here pod, and same with Gmail, I am here pod at gmail.com. Just hit us up and let us know what you think and share your stories with us. We'd love to yes, hear. Yes, it. it would be so fun to connect. Yes. And subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see our faces. I am here podcast. Um, we did get feedback from you guys from one of our previous episodes on our sex pancakes and the talk. Um, we did get some, some feedback and actually some questions and suggestions um, on the flip side of, of the talk, of the people who had to give us the talk. Um, so we listened and here we are doing the second part. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so today we are joined with guests. Um, we have Ana Maria, who is my older sister. We also have also, who is my younger brother, also Gabby's cousins, because we're cousins, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> So they were here with us in our previous episode. We um, invited Luigi back, but he wasn't available. And nope. we also invited Gabby's father, who also did not want to participate, and we wanted to respect his privacy. Yeah. Um, maybe another time he'll be able to join us. It's okay, but because he was, uh, for the most part, either standing by or doing the dishes when we were getting our talk, so I'm pretty sure <laughs> we're good. <laughs> He has a different perspective, so yeah. maybe maybe he'll warm up to the idea, but we want to respect his wishes. Um, and we are also joined by the creator of the sex pancakes, my mama. <laughs> my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, woo! <laughs> so excited. Mommy, thank you so much for joining us. So much. I, I appreciate it, for real, for real. I do appreciate it. Yeah. So... Again, um, before we get into it, putting a disclaimer, this is the talk part two. Um, it is from the perspective of a parent and um, what it takes to prepare for that and what it's like to just experience having to give children um, the talk. So parents who are listening to this or adults who are listening to this, um, whether it's on our uh, podcast platforms or on YouTube, Please take a moment to listen and to observe it first before you decide to share it or view it in front of children. We want you to be able to make the choice for yourself. If this is something that you want to talk with your kids about and share with them, or if it's something that you just want to enjoy for yourself. So we want to put that disclaimer before we get into it, just to make sure that if there are sensitive ears around that, you are able to make your judgment calls for it. Okay. We come so from storks. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny because I remember mommy telling us specifically, ah, 
the stork because these storks why do people come up with that silly story <laughs> oh my gosh i was never told about the stork and then i went to when i was in like first grade or second grade i was just there and then they would be like yeah the storks i'm like i don't even know what a stork is and they'd be like oh that's a that's a bird and i was like i don't come from birds <laughs> like don't know where i come from but i'm pretty sure it's not from birds uh i was thinking about it when you asked me to participate in this but the only sex talk that i received from my mother was not to let any boy kiss me in the mouth what that was it wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> that was it so i i think so you broke I, that rule mommy oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it was really bad because it come to a point that I was thinking that a boy tossing a girl was not as bad as a boy kissing a girl. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm so like touching, like hand holding hugs, or you mean? No, no. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm telling you what I was like thinking when I was seeing the boys and the girls and so if a girl and a boy were touching themselves I thought that wasn't as bad as kissing in the mouth because that was oh. the only thing that my mom told me oh oh no we have to talk about these things it's important <laughs> yeah so that was my um sex education at home but then, like when I was in school, about sixth grade, I got the talk that they separated the boys from the girls. Wait, they did that back in your time too? <laughs> they did. I wish they I did that with us. They, I don't know if they talk about the same thing that they talk in your time. Yeah. But basically, well, they talk about the change that the girls receive and the preparation that you have to take. So like menstruation period, menstruation like how to do, period and that was it. <laughs> how to do it. That's how it was for me actually too. That's exactly that the same talk that we got in fifth grade. I never got a talk in fifth grade. They never. Yeah, I think it was Catholic school. That's why I was in Catholic school. Then what the heck? I don't know. Thing, you went to a different Catholic school. Also didn't. Maybe I just don't remember. <laughs> you you blocked it out. <laughs> blocked it out of your mind. Well, I'm the one that usually doesn't remember things. That's so funny because like I think of you know, okay, one thing. You were you were born well, you were born in New York, but you were raised in Puerto Rico, which is a different culture um than the one that we grew up in even though there's some similarities but like it's a different generation and it's a different culture in a lot of aspects so that you actually went to school and and they also did the whole splitting up and and that's where you learn of, of hygiene it's just funny to me um but anna and i were actually talking about that because we were talking about just like the the physical changes in a human and in a girl's body because i know what also he being the boy it was different um but you had three <laughs> you had three girls at first it was very different um it was very it was a very different experience for mom because it's almost like my thought was 
mommy, you, you could talk to girls because you knew what was going on in that, in the female's body. You went through it. But also I remember, um, mama being very part of, of that, that uh, hygiene for us too. But I never talked with her. Like we only, I guess, I don't remember, but I guess I talk about going to the store and buying supplies, but never talk. I don't remember any other information besides the one that they gave me at school, which at the time I also, at this time, I, uh, I still remember that I, if for a couple, for a lot of years, I always wonder, what did they talk to the boys? <laughs> <laughs> And also can't tell us because he doesn't remember the talk. But from the last episode, Luigi, Luigi remembered the talk. Okay, we talk about this to us, but what did they talk to the boys? I do remember thinking that. I, I still was wondering that. Thankfully, in the first episode, Luigi was able to ex explain a little bit more. But, um, <laughs> and I feel like I remember the boys in my class saying they just hung out. Maybe that's what they were told. But I don't think they had as much going on as the girls did. We had videos. We had samples. We came back with little bags. We did come back. There was, um, there was shaving cream in there for our legs. I and still use yeah, that brand. They shaving cream, razors, uh, small deodorants. Pads. They had pads in there. Um, and, and, I remember, and brochures. I remember our talk, my talk, was given by a male teacher. How was that for you? Because, like... Back in the day, I think that had to be a lot more awkward. Yes, it was. Well, it was awkward, but he was a science teacher. So. Oh, no. That makes sense. I had I had a, a, a health teacher in high school that when we were talking about, which I, I don't know because it was already high school, but we were talking about the talk um, in more extensive detail. But they were talking about, like, menstruation, and he was so, like, Oh, I got so angry because he kept saying, oh, like period cramps are like any other like cramp. And it's very, it doesn't hurt that much. Girls are exaggerating. And my, and he said that in front of the entire class. But look, at, how, look at the reaction that Oso's having to what you're saying. Like he's lived through cramps. Like <laughs> No, I'm just saying, because I've read, I've seen stories where girls have gone to the hospital because like their appendix burst. And they're like, how come you didn't come to the hospital? And she says, oh, I've had cramps worse than this. So I figured it was normal. Yeah. I'm saying you're a teacher. You can't be saying that when you have kids in the classroom that you're molding their minds. You're teaching them to be as dumb as you. Which is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it didn't help that like a good like half of the class of girls did not really get that. I don't know if it was because they were trying to be like like tough or something or or if it was because they just didn't experience the same cramps that some of us experienced but they were like yeah no nah, it's not that bad and then like all the guys are like oh yeah so the girls were exaggerating and i was like no way mommy has stories about about cramps <laughs> yeah and i'm just thinking i remember going through labor pains and, uh, and looking at mom and going this is not as bad as the cramps I've had, and she's been through some of the episodes. Labor oh, wasn't so that bad compared. They're about the same level. <laughs> so. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah, it can get bad depending on the girl. Because I remember with mom, like we would have some really cr bad cramps, and you would have them very badly. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. mommy, I remember having conversations like, "I've never experienced something to the level that you girls did." Oh, yeah. Mommy, what was that like? 
because even though as as a woman you have your own experiences and and coming from a upbringing where people didn't really talk about sex the biggest sex talk was don't kiss boys in the mouth (laughs) don't do it what was it like to then have to educate three girls it was like you said before it was easy because i have gone through it i have lived it and as you said in your prior talk i always thought that if somebody has a question, they're ready to get an answer. Mommy, how did you learn that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so different than what you're saying you grew up with. Yeah. Huh? It, it, a- you're, it's such a different idea than what you saying you grew up with. Yes, it is a different, but we go through so many things that we learn so many experiences. We, we, um, we go to school, we get educated, we read, we see a lot of things and we learn that we need to protect our, our child. And I remember what Anna Maria was saying. My first thing was to call things by their proper name. Yeah. Because um, I just saw recently a program that it was calling like, I have two buttons and I don't know. It was a lot of... It was Caso Cerrado. (laughs) (laughs) Caso Cerrado, right? That you said that you were watching? (laughs) And... (laughs) That they were calling the vagina buttons. No. The the, the, the breasts. The breasts to buttons. And she have a song. She actually have a song. And she said that's how she learned it. Her body. Mm. And the mom learned that this the, the mom learned this song and learned that that's what it was yeah they that's how they teach teach her and then mm. i said well no because see if there is a problem and my daughter is gonna tell me that somebody is touching the breast and she told me they're touching their buttons okay that's nothing yeah yeah you don't really realize how bad it is how important it is because i remember and um i've had experiences like that too in working with kids who've been abused and it was very similar like they would have a lot of stories where they actually were saying and they were telling teachers or family members that um they were being abused but the adult didn't understand the language Mm. so um there's there's a a well-known story um in just the, the counseling world of an example of when um a child was telling their teacher um that she was sexually abused what she told the teacher um somebody you know touched my cookie because she called her vagina the cookie and what her teacher said well sometimes it's okay to share you know (laughs) oh no and it's it's the the confusion of the child is using what they know and just the meaning is not understood um, and it gets very confusing. So thank you, mommy, for teaching us the right words. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Because it is, I think a lot of times it's easy for a parent to get caught up in this could be very embarrassing. This could be very dangerous. If the kids have such big mouths, they're going to be saying this all the time. Like you. But they don't realize how important <laughs> it is 
when you need it to, to, to have the right word. Yeah. Because yeah, it is like, I think it's more embarrassing really for the adult. Yeah. So, yeah. It's more embarrassing mm. that the people that uh, choose to use other words, like the cooking, is they're avoiding to say themselves. Basically, oh. it is like the parents, like we didn't have any sexual education, so they are avoiding themselves. Yeah. They are avoiding they're not comfortable with more mm. anything. How are they comfortable? When Ana Maria went to the Manolo and told her, no, my mommy is not going to have her baby <laughs> through the belly button. <laughs> She's going to have her baby through her vagina. And he was ashamed. He went to his, he run into his house and said, good night. And he's a grown man. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, why it I was think... an old guy. Yeah. An older guy than us. So he was from a prior generation. Yeah. yeah, which is why I think it's good that you taught us with no shame because that's how it gets passed along. If you teach somebody and you have that shame, you teach them that, oh, mom or dad is embarrassed about what I'm talking about. So it's something embarrassing. And then they grow up and it just keeps happening and happening. Yeah. We're kind of comfortable talking about sex and all this other stuff because you talk to us like it was normal because it is. And then we didn't grow up with that shame for the most part. Yeah, because when they are little kids, you're teaching them to stop, and the little kid has no shame on anything. I wonder, mommy, that because of of the generation and the big shame that was associated, that you have older people who are advising you and 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 talking to you and giving you tips as a new mom, right? And you have older generation who's so ashamed that they run away when a little three-year-old says, no, my mom is going to have a baby and it's going to come through her vagina and they run away in shame. I wonder, did you get any like talks or backlash from people because you were teaching us vagina, penis, um, and, and, and talking to us so frankly about it? Not that I remember. I don't remember. I remember we, but I remember all this stuff, but not nobody complaining about the way I was talking to my kids. But <laughs> you remember them complaining about other stuff. <laughs> not that. <laughs> but I remember, like, I don't know if you remember that my, my mom was concerned about you. You just you were too. Affectionate, affectionate, and you will hug everybody, even if you just met them. You will sit on their lap, you will hug them, you will kiss them. And I know my mom was very concerned about it, and she will come and get you. And she she gave you a speech. I don't know if you remember about it. I don't remember the speeches, but I I can tell you that 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 was taken away from me <laughs> like it was taught it was taught it was taught out of me i became um from very clingy and affectionate and be like woo anybody um is my friend to like i'm watching and scared of everybody you know <laughs> like, and i think that was a common theme that we heard a lot even growing up as teenagers um when they say Tienes que tener malicia. 
You need to make know that you cannot trust everybody and you're too innocent and you need to know that there are bad people and you need to be able to radar that. I don't know how to translate it, but it was something that was important and it was taught to protect have to have us. malice. That's what it is. It's malice. Yeah. But it was like uh, that for me too because my mom and my husband both were very like, suspicious of everybody. They will catch it. If there was something, they would catch it on the air. It will pass by me. It will go, whoops. Right over your head. Right over my head. And uh, for me, everybody was good. Everything was okay. Nobody was doing anything wrong. After people went, left or something, they would explain to me, this is what happened. I said, oh, I didn't notice. So you And you say that a lot. You learn a lot about like, that malice and to kind of be observant and watch people be, um, from Papi. You say that a lot. You like you learn a lot of that from Papi. And I think it's because you guys had very different experiences uh, growing up. So he saw a lot of different things that I guess you didn't and you learned because he was teaching you some of these things. Yes. And my mom will only tell me, oh, there's something wrong with this, but she won't tell me what. But your father will, will, we will talk and he will say, this is what they're talking. This is, when they say this, this is what they're meaning. So he will explain it like. <laughs> the innocence right off. <laughs> well, I think it's no different. curtain here and it's clear. I it's think, clear. I think it's yeah. different because you were his partner. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you're the mom of his children. Yeah. And I wonder how that worked for you guys as a couple, because as we were talking about it, Papi was not somebody who was very present in educating about sex to us. He didn't talk to us directly. No. He wouldn't talk, he would watch. He was, he was aware of what was happening. Yeah. And that's what I wonder on your perspective, because as children, we didn't know what was going on. We just got your word and your education. But what you're saying is he was very present in teaching you. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, like I said, I was, I believe that everybody was good and everybody, uh, every person acts were as you see them, good. Mm. But for was, you, everybody was good until they prove otherwise. There was no second intentions. I didn't see them, but he will catch them from there. Then he will explain me. Mm. And then how did it work when, because he's explaining it to you behind the scenes, we don't see that conversation. We don't know that he, that is something that he kept between you guys as a married couple. And then when you start talking to us as your children about sex and what it means and and difference, because I remember like even at um, family dances, you know, family parties, I remember being very young and like you said, I was going with, you know, like I, I just trusted everybody because it was made safe for me. I felt safe in that. and. Again, in my innocence, I didn't know. So I'm dancing, and I remember there was one party where one of Papi's friends was dancing with me, and he asked me to dance, 
and I was a little girl and we were all dancing and that's fine. And I remember we were dancing and I think you noticed that I was uncomfortable and you may not remember, but I think you noticed that I was uncomfortable. And then after we, I, I came back to sit down, I remember you talking to me and saying, you don't have to say yes if you don't want to dance. And for me, that was so big because I thought with a, a, a he's my, yeah, he's an adult, you know, and, and I have to listen to what adults say. So if he's inviting me to dance, I almost felt obligated. But I remember you having just small little talks like that and nothing shameful, but I'm just like, you can say no to adults. You don't have to, to do that. Um, so I wonder, you know, like, how much of that was, was you and how much of that was things that you learned and what Papi kind of asked you to share with us? Um, I know, your daddy ne never asked me to share anything with you. I'm talking like uh, more like he will open my eyes to the world. Do you think that's because... So I learned about it from him. Mm. Do you think, and I think the, your family backgrounds were so different too, and just what he saw growing up and what you saw growing up and maybe how he was taught. I don't know. We don't know well, if he had any talks or anything. But I don't know if he had any talks, but he was a lot, he had a lot more experience than I did when we started going out. So he has seen the world in a lot deeper ways than I have. So which was good for us because he taught you and you taught us. Yeah, he then had the experience, but he right. never told me to talk, tell you this or tell you that. And unless it was about boyfriends. So what was that talk like? Because Gabby's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> when he was pretending to be for And example, this is where I hide. For example, <laughs> Ana Maria's boyfriend's when he, he, he was pretending to be Ana Maria's boyfriend friend, and then coming inside the house, I don't like this guy. Tell him, Ana Maria, I don't want him. <laughs> but he would never tell Ana that. He would tell you, I don't like this guy. You better tell her to get rid of him. And he was outside pretending to be his friend. Papi believed in keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. But you know what's and funny? But you know what's funny? Because I even remember also being little. And also, one of your boyfriends came to visit you and even also came with a wooden bat and started hitting, hitting him and telling him to get out of the <laughs> He was a little tiny wooden bat and he beat the crap out of him to get out. Just in case. <laughs> Mommy, what was, okay. I asked though because like boyfriends was a big issue. And that's something we talked about the last episode. Like, mm -hmm. we were okay talking about sex. We were open about that. But when it came to boyfriends and relationships or even crushes, um, and, like, are you, do you like that guy? Are you ready to, to marry him? Kind of. <laughs> 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 what was that perspective? Because, again, like Ana Maria said, you and Papi had different upbringings um, and you had different experiences. And I think also being a man and a woman in that generation, that culture, different, period. Um, so when it came to like boyfriends and relationships, 
I want like what it was your 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 guys just talk about that and your your viewpoints and it wasn't like <laughs> much of a talk unless there was some okay I don't want this guy here <laughs> he's doing this that and the other <laughs> but there wasn't much of a talk on there it was but like, I wonder because like I question it now as an adult I'm like wait a minute I remember you and I had this conversation so like wait a minute when it came to like boyfriends it was just like are you ready to get married like is this is this yeah. what you yeah are you ready when to I get asked, married if you're, you're gonna date somebody who yeah. when you're ready to be married but then I remember I'm like but mom and I remember as an adult I was like but wait mom you had a boyfriend when you were 15 were you ready to be married at 15 <laughs> no <laughs> but nobody asked me that question <laughs> but basically um, I think that was my point of view like and it might have been something that I pick up on, on at church or at, at Mother Angelica or something like that but it was basic and I think that you guys are, have talked about it but I think that the one that suffered more on that concept was also <laughs> he is I got the he knew it was coming I was like which one of us <laughs> no, okay what makes you say that more about that was also because basically yeah you have a boyfriend to know them and get prepared but basically you don't want to have a boyfriend that you wouldn't marry even if it's an four years or three years but you don't want if, if it's a guy that you know that's no good why spend why time with gonna be boyfriend or girlfriend with that so i that did bring me another memory before when we we're talking about 15 because i definitely remember like we 15 was a big deal not only because of the quinceañera, but because I wasn't allowed to paint my nails until I was 15. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until I was 15. And, do your eyebrows? And do my eyebrows, shave my legs. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, walking around with the hairy legs. <laughs> and that, so that was a big deal. But I remember you also saying 15 is when you can start dating. And that was weird to me. And I remember you saying, yo te voy a know you when I was 15. And I was like, I can't. Like, it was so weird because it was mixed signals. I don't know. That never happened to me. I, don't I never, think... mommy never, I think, you, again, you were the oldest. I'm like, I, mommy never gave me an age. And Remember, I don't know. <laughs> she was the first one. It was weird because, you know, it was no, 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 like, and, and I don't think I ever was heard, like, no, boys are bad, boys are bad, but I still felt like that was the message. And then I didn't, I don't think I had a boyfriend until I was almost 18. Because I was like, well, you did better than me. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder what you say, why would you say also struggled with that message more than us? Because he, he, um, <laughs> do I say this? I'm not ready. <laughs> You're not ready. I don't know what's coming, but I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> because he had, he liked some girls and I say, okay, you can have friends and you can have a, uh, like okay, Una amiguita. Am, amiguita, yeah. <laughs> but when he would start there, like, okay, I'm gonna go out with this girl and say, okay, but he went too far. He will, he will give himself completely, and he mm. say, okay, you wanna, you wanna 
to have this girl as your girlfriend and you're ready to marry her like if no uh, and but maybe I was, maybe i wasn't clear as i wasn't saying today because i wasn't i wasn't meaning today the that's what we were thinking because you were like we're, yeah. we're talking to you about crushes when we're 12 or 9 and you're like are you ready to marry them I'm like yeah. What the heck? <laughs> I heard that I was nine years old. Hey, you I want to be a child bride? No, I'm not ready to get married. I can't yeah. even spell it right yet. I remember you got it a lot. <laughs> yeah, because wait, like, I, I wonder about that because you said the first time he heard, Are you ready to get married? He was nine years old when he had a first question. So, as a mom, what's going in your head? <laughs> I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know what was going on my head, but I know that that uh, basically I was trying to teach you guys the like, groundwork. Yeah, the groundwork. It's just like you don't go out with anybody. Everybody, the first one that asks you, because oh, I haven't been asked. I haven't had a boyfriend, and I'm it just. It's not the first one that asks that face. Wait for mommy to finish. We're oh, you're my face. <laughs> I think you and I have the both face like because I'm just like, why can't you just say don't date anybody who asked you? Or be, I I would have liked that advice. That would have been true. <laughs> like know your worth because to me I'm nine and I don't understand that that's what you mean when you say you guys. Let me just say that this information is gold. Because I have a nine-year-old and I'm already knowing, okay, I have to change the way I'm communicating because it does come out of my mouth. I don't want him to have a girlfriend. And he wants to he, he writes little journal entries about the crushes he has. He does. And I don't like it. And he shouldn't have a girlfriend when he's in kindergarten and when he's in first grade. Why and when not? He's in six, because. Because. You know, and I've had to have a conversation with him. Friend. Okay, buddy. Like, you're not going to get married. But the way I put it was... But when you start dating and when you start having a girlfriend and when you start looking for relationships, you have you want to learn the kind of person that you like and what you don't like so that when you start looking for someone to marry, then you know what you're looking for. You don't need to be doing that right now. But maybe I should change it. <laughs> that last part, you were good into that last section. You know, all of that was super good except for you don't need to do that right now. Like, you don't even need a girlfriend. But your thought of what a girlfriend and a definition of a girlfriend is very different than what a nine-year-old is. I know. It's just like we're thinking about generation it as, things. And we're thinking about it as adults. And I think that's where the gap is that how do we learn who we are? How do we learn what we like? How do we learn to socialize and, and understand who we are without having dating? Because it's like either you're single or you're married but in order to have a successful marriage there are steps in being able to meet people so you can learn about yourself mm -hmm. and learn about what works well and what doesn't and that's something that was such a big gap then it's just like dating is 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 like you're taking a step towards marriage it becomes a commitment that we're not ready for but as children or teenagers we have this desire to meet people and to have fun, like to just go out to the movies, like, and have that shared time. And then it becomes so confusing mm -hmm. that it, like, it's, 
it continues to affect us into adulthood. Es que está muy liberal. Tú eres demasiado liberal. It's because you're teaching them to be scared. And then now we're always scared. It is. It's because that, you know, that voice, that voice is still there. Yeah, and I remember on top of uh, asking, saying, are you ready? You're not ready. Are you ready to marry that girl? I remember for him, it, remember, every time he went, out the door remember that girl is a daughter a sister <laughs> to somebody else and remember you have to treat her as you want anybody to treat your three sisters mm -hmm. how did that advice sit with you also how did that work with you um i understood the sentiment and i'm grateful because you have taught me you know how to be a gentleman and treat women with respect and uh, but at the same time i'm like getting i feel guilty every time i leave the house so it's just like a conflict because i will admit that i have learned like you know you hold the doors open you respect like women's space and all this other stuff that i feel like without you and grandma and my three sisters i might not have learned walking on the right side of the sidewalk Yes, you have to keep the woman away from the street. <laughs> um, I just don't know the other way that, like, I would have wanted it to go. Because at the same time, it's like, remember that woman's a person. When you walk out the door, it sort of just feel like, I'm like, do you think I don't know that yet? Because, like, when it gets repeated, 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 I'm just like, am I doing something wrong right now or no? So it's just like... I don't know, balance, no, I guess. because uh, basically I was, not now because you are an adult, I still, I, mean, I still would say it, <laughs> but uh, I was more thinking into like respect, respect yeah. them as you will want any boy to respect your sisters. Yes. I wonder like part of that because I get the intention of, of wanting to make sure that he is respecting people but i think there's a there's an undertone of like just in case you forgot <laughs> you know like almost like um it goes into what we had talked about last episode too of um at the last time we had this talk of like women are seen as pure and men are seen as unpure naturally and it's almost we have to guard and protect the men um, because they cannot control themselves I always thought that I always since he's the youngest I always saw him as a little boy I still do I know this too <laughs> Still, You're the baby. I was seeing like he had to. Well, he had to like. I it was basically an um. Let's see, how do I say this? Um. It was a, a sexual prevention underneath that message, but I never lay it out of to him, I just told him to treat the girl as he wanted any guy to treat his sisters. It was a lot easier 
then saying, hey, no la toque aquí, no la toque aquí. But I wonder, even with that, it's the same assumption that men are going to be impulsive, even if you raise them with the same morals and values that you raise your girls. I don't know. I don't, I didn't see them different because I gave them both, uh, I gave the four of them the same speech. The only thing Did you get the talk of don't touch a boy here and there? <laughs> no, she didn't <laughs> or, she or, treat, or treat that man with respect? No, because it they was didn't want to I feel yeah. like I got That's guy. a different message. Protect yourself. And also the boy gets the message of make sure you don't go touching. And for us, it's more of like, don't let them touch you. Well, it's the same message. <laughs> From my side, <laughs> but the way you message, but the way you package a message matters. If you hand someone a present and it's a grocery bag, and you hand someone else a present and it's wrapped up nicely, that's different. If it's the same present on the inside, well, no, because the message to me as a woman becomes like, "Don't let him touch you." And it wasn't in that I say exact words, but it's like protect yourself. But the message undertone is "Don't let him touch you." Becomes like the message I understood was I'm vulnerable and I have to, I, I always have to have this guard because I'm not really safe with people. I don't know. I thought that like, in and this is, I cannot translate it. Exactly. The message is, that the man will go only as far as a woman would let him. Yeah. That's what you learned. And that's exactly what we learned. Mm -hmm. And again, like what Gabby and we, uh, we were talking about last time, uh, it becomes almost like the woman's responsibility and burden to make sure that we are staying pure and the man is being pure. There's no like responsibility on the man, but it's just almost like, the woman has the control of how far the man goes. Um, and if he goes any farther, then it becomes my fault. Yeah, I never got, don't touch that guy's butt. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> also said it. <laughs> you, you saw that in your household every time. Where it's not happening, everybody's butt. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did. Yes, <laughs> and that's so confusing. It was a butt touching household. It's so it's so confusing because at home we're like smack smack smack, like like <laughs> like we're we're talking 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 jokes jokes jokes, and then when you step outside the house, don't do that. <laughs> and it's so confusing. It's just like now I have to be a different person, um, and I think about it because I have not been married, but. I, I, I've had conversations with people outside of the family, just other, who, who are like, also have a spiritual background um, in one way or another. And it becomes like, there's this part of you as a whole person, a sexual and not just like, like sex, but like a sensual part of you and a playful part of you that we're not allowed to express. 
until you're married. And then it becomes an identity crisis when you're, you're in a very committed relationship and you can't tap into that part of you because it's like, it's been shut down and, and, and like, um, almost like guarded and protected and you don't express that part of you. You don't show that part of you. But then when you're married, all of a sudden you have to do it. It's great. Woohoo. And it's just like, how do you, how do you transform like that? <laughs> I didn't have a problem. It is, <laughs> it is really weird to hear you, even though I did uh, heard the other the prior videos. Uh, it's really here weird to hear you say that. You were like the I, I, um, the sensation. I I was I can't remember oh, the a sensation del baile. Hey. <laughs> I was gonna call remember uh, um, artist name, but I can't. You were like dancing like one of the and dance and yeah. <laughs> and every and a lot of people were criticizing you and criticizing me. Why do you let her dance like that? Because she's having fun. She's with the family. <laughs> we're in a, she's not doing church. <laughs> yes. She's not doing anything bad. If you're thinking something bad, it's on you. And I will I would tell them that, even at church. And you know what's crazy, mom? Yeah. High five. Thank you, mom. <laughs> what's crazy about that is that I did not know that those conversations were happening. Because again, I was I was a teenager. I was a kid. I was in church. I was in family having fun dancing. And I just so happened to be dancing in a way that other people would see centrally. But it really was not. I was not trying to be provocative in anyway um mommy's disagreeing look at that face <laughs> no i just thought if you could ask your grandmother yeah your father your parental grandmother yeah my paternal she and completely because she was one of the persons that was in disagreement with me completely all the time i said well Chicken family, or she's at church, she's not doing anything wrong. Why am I gonna shame her? Because, mommy, thank you so much for not shaming me for dancing because I love dancing so much, it's so important to me. Um, and it's such a big part. And, and it's funny because you say it's funny for you to hear me talk about that part because actually, in dance, was the only part where I can feel that that very feminine part of me, like outside of dance and it was and it's it's still like becomes a block of like when I go to dances I'm dancing and people want to dance with me and I I do um like people people want to to share that space with me but once I step outside of the dance floor it's a mask and it's a protection and it's a guard like don't talk to me don't get close to me because you're only gonna you know like you're only gonna want one thing kind of thing and it becomes such an extreme difference and dance was the only part where I could feel very feminine and free because I guess as a child you guarded me in that because I did not hear any of those things until you told me that as an adult and I did not realize um 
like how helpful, you know, like all the behind the scenes that as a mom you had to do in order to protect our identity and who we are as a person. Um, so I it, like, it, I really, really appreciate that because it's so, it's such an important part of my life um, of who I am. Um, even though like there's, there's different parts of it that I still hold on to, but I think about just Gabby, you and I have talks about dance and, and, and that message of dancing a certain way um, was too sensual. And just, cause like you've had experiences where you felt shamed for dancing too. I, I don't even know how to even express a lot of the things that I want to say. Um, so like, I'm just sitting here, I'm listening and I'm, I'm really like taking it in and like part of me sad and I'm like, I wish I had that. But mm -hmm. part of me is very happy because then not only can I learn from this experience and everything that you guys, that you guys grew up with that I didn't, but, and then I can bring that to myself now, but also I can bring that to my future family, um, that I, at least I hope to one day have, um, because, or at least, or even bring that to my friends that have been, like, raised the same way I have, um, where things seem very, like you said, like, seen as sexual rather than sensual, and not even in, even sensually, um, if it's just being a woman, or just being a person, or just being happy. But I wonder, as you're hearing this and seeing this, um, because this is something so different um, from your experience. Um, you mentioned like, okay, there's part of you that would wish to have it and you're, you're taking it in as an adult now. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, like, I wonder things that you kind of are taking away or, or wish were shared with you. Mm -hmm. um, well, for starters, I... I wish I could have danced. I actually never learned to properly dance because of it. And it's interesting because my mom actually was a great dancer. She's the best dancer in the family. Yeah, she was the best dancer. And like she always- And she taught us how to be flirty she with did. it. And she wanted to teach me, but because I was taught by many different parts of the family, I didn't let myself be taught by her by a lot mm. of things. Because like, you have to remember, Growing up, I actually didn't spend much time with my mom, like, at all. Um, I didn't spend time with my mom until she was sick. And she would always try to teach me how to dance, but I had other voices in my head saying that that's bad. That is not okay. Um, mm. That it gets to the part where even now in adulthood, like, we go to the club, you see me dancing like this, and it's not because I don't know how to move my hip. I'm afraid that if I, if I don't milk the cow, or if I don't, like, I don't know, freaking do the robot, <laughs> like, that some man is gonna come by, and then, like, and then I had, like, the experience on the flip side, where, um, because if you constantly hear, this is how men are, this is what you need to do, you need to protect yourself, otherwise like men are predatory x y and z now like as an adult i have to acknowledge that it's not my fault because constantly there has been instances like and you guys know you even even also knows like it happens to guys too i know like it happens a lot more to girls but like you're dancing i think we talk about it more than guys i think it happens yeah. just as often to boys too yeah 
like you're just dancing and then some guy comes up behind you or you're walking at the club and some guy puts his hand like like way too low or like a guy like does something or says something or is too close and it just gets really scary because you're I was taught that so even like I remember one time I did go to a club with my friends and then I was like you know what I don't care I'm gonna move my hips and I'm gonna be fun and then whatever I was good and I felt so happy but then I had the experience of being like creep, like some creep come up to me and then immediately I shut down entirely. And then I was like, okay, this is bad, this is bad. And then I felt awful, I felt guilty, I went home and I felt terrible. And then I'm like, no, that's not, no, I'm not going to let that stop me. But it's, it takes forever to unlearn that. So like, that's one, that's only one thing, but like it, there's so much that goes into it that I'm so happy you guys had to dance and do those things because I would have loved to do that as a kid because I my mom wanted me so badly to, to dance salsa and merengue and then she was always like, why are you so stiff? Why are you so stiff? And I would like not explain it to her because I felt uncomfortable explaining to her, I don't want to be looked at in a predatorial way. I don't want to people to see me as something like sexual. I don't want people to see me as an object. So. Um, I don't know. That's one thing. I wish I could have learned how to dance. Um, still can't. But it's, yeah, I still can't. But something, too, that is actually the opposite that I didn't say earlier. Um, you guys said that you didn't feel comfortable talking about crushes and talking about um, boyfriends and stuff. But I've always been so open when it comes to that. But I think it's so weird because I was taught the opposite, like, to be shamed and everything. But um, it could be because I don't have much to say <laughs> because everything was so shamed, if that makes any sense. Um, or if it, I don't know what it is, but I just don't feel as uncomfortable talking about myself um, in that context. But I wonder, I wonder about it. I wonder this about what you're saying um did you get the message because i'm thinking of the family did you get the message are you gonna get married are you you're dating are you gonna get married to that guy um not okay so it's weird because sometimes i would and sometimes i wouldn't i remember at one just one distinct time that I forgot to clean the dishes or I didn't clean them right and then my mom was like oh and that guy you think that he's going to be okay with you not doing the dishes and like whatever when you're married and I was like what married I think that's the difference I think that was a difference where and and may, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know but I think the difference with us it was like you have a crush on somebody. Are you ready for that commitment? Are you ready or like, is that what you're ready for? Mm -hmm. Whereas some of the messaging and, and just in just observing, cause I never had these direct conversations with that, that some of the family members in that, but your mom and other parts of the family, it's almost like, yeah, like it, it became more romanticized. Like if you had a crush, I'm like, oh man, and you would get married and it would be great. And oh, like it became more exciting. Like you had a little crush and you're like, maybe when you're older, you're going to get married. I can hear her voice because she was in the room hiding in the bathroom when I told grandma that I was engaged. And she came out just like that in that same voice. Oh my God. 
it became like some part of the families it was more exciting like marriage was like yeah you have a crush maybe one and it became like a almost like a, a disney like a disney movie disney yeah <laughs> i blame disney for that too yeah. So, like, it may, because it was a celebration and almost mm -hmm. like, oh, yay, this is going to be great, you know, and, and you're more open about the romance part of it um, than I think we are. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for marriage. I better stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that could be. I have a question. Okay. So, also, you are in a family of women, so what, do you think that the, as the aspect of feeling um, that men are predatory were, was more enforced? Did you feel like you had to be more protective in that aspect? Um, <laughs> what you mean? Um, I feel like for sure I saw it more than if I weren't to be raised in a house full of women, including like going to my grandma's house and stuff like that, that- Cause you're the only grandson on mom's side. Yeah. So I feel like I was informed in a certain way where it's very clear for me to see it. Now as an adult, like, like, yeah, I can say guys are creepy. I could like, <laughs> I can say that without hesitating cause I've witnessed it about like all my life about people that I care about, I'm just like, Yo, guys, you're weird. Why, why, why are you acting like that? This is a person. Um, and you but, became overprotective of us even as we were adult sisters. Yeah. I know I could be a little much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I haven't really thought about it. Maybe that has been like drilled into my brain because mm. I do see that where... I get the thing that like that malicia, the malice where I'm just looking around like, I'm like who's this guy? Who, why are he walking so close? What are you doing? And mm. I feel like that's just since I grew up with all the women and since I've grew, grown up seeing creepy dudes acting creepy and hearing stories even, I'm just like, I grow up and like, there's something in here that it's like, it's not easy to get out about being overprotective or being so, like, guys are weird or just having an eye out. And so, I think we all see that, like, the guys are creepy, that's what we were taught. Guys are creepy, guys are creepy, guys are creepy. But I think when you were talking about it, Gabriela, <laughs> too, just, like, when you're in the club or when you're dancing or you're interacting or anything like that, and with also, too, as a man, it becomes almost like that's the message that is repeated over and over, and you see all guys as creepy. Mm -mm. Where there's some creepy guys and there's some guys who really just want to hang out and get to know you and really just dance because they like dancing and they don't want anything to do with you. But it becomes like one person acts creepy and they're all disgusting and I must shut it down. And as a man also, it's just like one creepy guy. Oh, they're all disgusting. Do not look at my sisters. Do not look at my cousin. Don't go there kind of thing. Um, and it's almost like there's no balance. Mm -hmm. I've gotten better at that. I've gotten better at looking at the balance. I still keep an eye out, but I'm just like, yeah, do your thing. Go go dance. Go have fun. But I feel like I've gotten to the point where it's just like, I can differentiate these situations a little bit better than when I was younger, if that makes mm. sense. I was, you know, the only guy and I was raised like how to, like you said, treat women and that 
you know, like that's a person. Just because they're a woman doesn't make, mean they're different. Be nice. <laughs> and then, like, you see, like, other adults, even some who aren't related to me, just like, hey, you're a boy, behave yourself. I'm like, where, where is this coming from? It's almost like an assumption that you're not going to. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. Watching you. But here's the thing, too. Um, what, one question I did have also, because we're talking about being taught that men are impulsive and can't you know you must protect yourself from men and that as boys as mommy said it's just like the message is you have to be you have to we have to protect you we have to stop you you know kind of thing like behave yourself kind of thing i wonder because when gabriela was talking about dancing um and talking about how creepy guys approach her i was thinking well creepy girls approach oh yeah and two, oh, yeah. That's and, because, and because the message is that men want sex all the time and they're always going to want it, I've also seen where females or girls are the ones who are taking advantage of men because they have the mm -hmm. thought, oh, men want it all the time. So they just throw themselves on men. And that's because not okay. And, and she's like, maybe you don't want somebody grinding on you and touching you and dancing that close to you. Um, so I think about it, too, of um, as a man being told, oh, we need to control yourself and you better behave yourself and you want sex, 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 sex all the time, not realizing that there are some girls who also treat men in a disrespectful way. <laughs> That was something that I was going to say earlier, where it's so that I feel like I got both sides of the talk, the masculine and the feminine side, like from the, you know, typical Hispanic household, where when I was younger, I was taught, like you said, treat women right, and that like you're responsible for this and that, and then I feel like when I got older and when I was like going to college, I was going to Florida, that's when I got the more side of the talk that you guys got growing up, where it's like, you need to watch out because women are going to do this and that and the other. That was for me, wasn't it? It wasn't just you. Because okay. I got it from you. <laughs> I got it from, like, dad's side of the family. And I was just, everybody was just like, protect yourself. Watch out. Girls are crazy out here. I, I really think about this a lot. Um, but it kind of just kind of, it just came now. The the question I had earlier, and it does pertain to everything you're saying right now, it's why don't us women want to protect the men as much as the men want to protect the women? Because, listen, I, I'm in the club with also because we, we for, for those of you who don't know, like, we go to the same college and we hang out a lot. And, and you're same age. And, like, we go to the club together, and I see creepy girls yeah, we're the same age. I see creepy girls, like, coming up to also, but then I don't know what to do because, like, like you said, it's so ingrained that guys want sex that I'm like, well, because he always pushes me away. Like, if there's a, re when I say creepy guy, like, there's, there's some obviously, like, guys that are trying to, like, yeah. So, like, so, also, it's like, what he does is if a guy, because I clearly do not, I want to, um, also, like, it warns me. He's like, 
he looks at me and then he like looks with his eyes and he's like hey he gives you a signal he gives me a signal and i'm like okay gotcha like there's a you know creep and then i like especially like people are intoxicated in the club so you never know what like their intentions might be impaired so i'm like okay I'm gonna skedaddle this way, go like near the wall. Um, but then there's creepy girls that are like near also that I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, okay, does also want this? Maybe also wants this. So do I let just 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 do I give him a signal and like be like, hey, like, uh, frequecita, yeah, like there's a over here. <laughs> and then like, and then he looks at me and says like, yeah, I want it good. I'm like, okay, I'll move out of the way. Or like, oh hell no, hell no. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me put you again, like wall um because i don't know because we're, face oh, the wall <laughs> exactly then there's been situations too where guys where girls grab guys butts on the dance floor and then <laughs> also <laughs> violated he's offended over there he's like no, yes, they do. all the time all the time That's i'm out of my own business who says excuse me by patting your butt excuse me hey mom <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're looking at your mom, and I was like, oh, why is he looking at Titi? Like, did she, I don't think she does No, <laughs> I want her to be angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> because, because the thing is, like, you, like, they go, and then, like, people laugh in the moment, and I don't laugh, because I'm like, like, it happened to my brother, it happened to Luigi, and I'm like, that wasn't okay. And then people are with us are like, are like laughing and whatever, especially like the girls are laughing, like, like haha. And I'm like, if that happened to me, I, I mean, it's happened to me, but like, I wouldn't want that to be, I wouldn't want to be Luigi right now. So then afterwards, like, Luigi's like, nah, I didn't like that. Haha. And I'm like, why are you laughing about it? It's not. And there's almost a shame to say that as a man because you're not really taught, well, what if I don't want it? It's, it's almost like we laugh about it to cover up the embarrassment. So it's somewhat like what also was saying where he got it when he was older and it was beneficial. But it's beneficial to give guys the talk that we have to protect yourself that yeah. these girls be trifling out here and they, 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 yeah. they, they, they be doing some stuff. <laughs> there shouldn't be just one talk for guys and one talk Men for are creepy. No. Girls are creepy. No. But also, also that there's people who are kind and also want to just talk to you and it's okay to have conversations with them and trust that you have enough morality and good judgment to say no to the ones you don't want to talk to and yes to the ones to, that you do because we only get the creepy you're creepy you're creepy boys and girls everybody's creepy mm -hmm. then i think that's for for me at least personally it becomes almost like a wall and I don't trust anybody and then that that I think affected how I develop relationships period yeah yeah it's the let the, them in it's okay but they told me it wasn't okay I don't know how to trust people <laughs> so it's something that you have to sort of learn over time as an adult it's just like not everyone's you know a criminal yeah and i think it's important that we have this talk and like i think it has a lot to do with like we said before in a previous episode is undoing the shame because the more we have these conversations about what what we got as the talk the more we learn from those talks to how to 
view the world a little differently. Like that perspective is as so a whole. Because we've talked a lot about um, just how mommy, your your ability to talk to us as girls, but like you said, also was your youngest. You had no experience with raising boys. And by the time also was like ready for some more of those talks, you didn't have Papi's support because he had already passed away. Mm -hmm. I wanna know about how, like how that was for you in raising your first boy pretty much by yourself and having to prepare him for sex talk. Okay, it was really hard, but I did have the help of my second daughter. That'd be me, bro. <laughs> Which she went to the library and she brought me about six books because I told her I don't know anything about the guys. I don't know what I'm going to tell him. It did separate you guys. I remember having that conversation with you, mommy, and you were like, I don't even know what changes the man goes through when he's going through puberty. Like, I don't know about what happens with the male body. One, now that you're saying it, it's just like, nobody talked to you about sex until like you pretty much had to learn through it with your, with your husband. Uh, after we talked, I did, I don't remember what we said, what I said, and I don't know if he had, any memories or any stories about it but <laughs> but after after we talk i know there there was one of the family members that did said um when he's around i will talk with him and any question i'll make bring him in confidence and see if there's any questions but i don't think that in those questions ever come through um, I think I know who you're talking about because I remember being in the car with this person and I would get talks about girls and stuff but I feel like at that point I knew most of the things that they were telling me so it was kind of like just uncomfortable um, but I also remember like like with the girls when I had a question I would go ask you like I remember when like I first started getting hair downstairs I'm like hey, this is weird. I'm scared. Mom, there's hair on my penis. I don't know what to do about that. And she's like, that's normal. It's fine. You're okay. Don't worry about you it. You never knew that that was going to be something that happened to you. You didn't. Nobody talked to you about pubic hair. No. I think I like went through that like a little earlier than most, but I was just so confused. So yeah, I went and talked to mom and I was freaking out a little bit. But yeah. Like I said, sprinkled here and there, just a little bit, piece by piece, and then... And, they and then he doesn't remember the school talk either, so... I, I, I legitimately don't. I remember reading science books, and it was very just, you know... Like, but Gabriela doesn't remember it, having it either, so I wonder if by, like, you're... They just stopped it? I don't think we had health class, per se. I remember... I did not. Where you learn about genitals and... I did not. I did not at all until uh, either sixth or seventh grade. 
Um, but in fifth grade, fourth grade, we only had a talk about predators. That's all we talked about, I remember. Um, and like what to do if someone touches you and who, who it is and who to go to. Um, but it was weird because we didn't have the talk beforehand and it was like pretty early. Um, so I feel like they should have, I don't know. I mean, maybe they shouldn't have gone hand in hand, but maybe we should have had the talk beforehand to understand more, um, as to what was going on. But I never, not in school, we never had like the separate girls and boys. Like when I learned it was all together in the same room by a male teacher telling us that cramps were not that bad. <laughs> it's interesting that, um, you don't remember the, the, the school talk because I remember, um, and I don't know if it was you, mommy, but I know there's, there's some parents who are just like, oh, well, they'll learn that in school. You know, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really need to say that because they, they'll learn that in school and you guys are saying you don't get that. Uh, yeah. mm -mm. Mm -mm. But I also think that there is um, part of it of, yeah, there's some things that you learn in school, but again, it's just like, there's certain things that are more personal that almost need a different space to talk about like yeah when we're talking about more like the emotional aspect and our personal feelings and value and moral system i know that that falls a lot on on caregivers families um otherwise friends are the ones who are going to give you advice and sometimes friends don't <laughs> know what they're talking about they don't know what they're talking they don't know what they're talking about even as adults <laughs> even as adults yeah yeah i have because I remember I did get some information from other guys, friends in like middle school and stuff in elementary. And I feel like there were some aspects where I did benefit from that, but it was also very good to have an uh, information at home where I could decipher what they said was right and what they said was wrong. I don't know. I feel very appreciative and I'm, I'm thankful that you can talk to us about it so openly and um even though there's certain things that we're like wait a minute there were some gaps to think that to think that you came really from no 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 knowledge you had no prior experience you really made this up <laughs> you made you made this up and and to to recognize that and and to realize wow like I don't know, mom, I, I appreciate it. I thank you so, so much because it takes so much courage to break the shame, like Gabriela has been saying, of breaking the shame and teaching us, even though there were some people who were saying you shouldn't teach the way you're teaching um, because you knew in your heart that that was um, what we needed. So I gave you the best I could. I couldn't give you anything else. <laughs> Thank you, because so you're cute. teaching me, too. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, oh, so cute. My heart is going to burst. <laughs> but no, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate this conversation. I, and I honestly, like, I, I appreciate the, the vulnerability and the openness, because this is how we really connect. This is how we really come to an understanding and honestly I think love each other even stronger um and to our homies who are listening and watching like we we invite you again to please 
share parts of the story that you connected with, things that maybe you disagree with or things that brought your attention and were like, whoa, or like your own stories. Because as parents and as people who have to share the talk, there's a whole side of it that maybe we don't understand and being able to, to get that and just have the, keep the conversation going. is so amazing. Um, and it helps us just yeah. better. And if you don't feel comfortable saying anything in the comments, and um, you can always send us an email mm-hmm. at IamHerePod at gmail.com. Finally, got that. Yeah, Memorized. email us, um, message us, because we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I- Pod, so you can send us a, a message we will read those and and respond and if you have other stories or ideas or things that you do want us to talk about or things that you have questions and curious about we're here we're open um and we want to to connect um and that's yeah. the whole part of this of being our community you know this is community yeah. um so before we finish off we always end with our thing that we're grateful for um and i think i already said mine I am grateful that, Mommy, you were able to break through um, some of those taboo stories um, and to to really be your own person and be your own type of mom because that's the mom I need. So Yes. Yeah. I am grateful for two things. Well, many things, but today <laughs> especially. I'm grateful for you because you have helped me Um, have that positive experience in my life that unfortunately I wasn't able to have um, that positive view on sexuality and that positive view on being a woman in general Um, but that's one thing that I'm very grateful for is you Titi and the second thing is dance I'm very grateful that it's never too late to learn how to move your hips without feeling guilty yeah Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. Well that was the girl. Shakira, you danced like Shakira. Yeah. Hey mommy, that's the best compliment ever. Hey. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> Shakira, okay? Like I can't calm down. Like that's my girl. I want to dance like Shakira. That's cool. Oh my heart. <laughs> I'm grateful for that compliment. Oh, oh <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I guess today I'm grateful for openness and being able to speak our minds without having to conceal or hide anything and just being able to be open with one another. Yay, mom! (laughs) Well, I'm grateful for my family, for my kids, for my for my niece, for my Gabriela here, and for really for all my family. And even though my parents didn't give me the talk, I'm really grateful for them because they, maybe they taught me by example. Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned. And I had to be very grateful to my husband who explained it to me. <laughs> <laughs> In black and white. <laughs> Man, all this time I thought mommy was just like, she had the answers to everything. All the slang, all the things that I was just like coming home from middle school and be like, mom, why they say this? Why do they call it that? Why are they? Now I'm learning it was Papi behind. Like, 
<laughs> he had, I was a proud of me. I went to his school. <laughs> uh, thank you. And thank you guys for being here. Thank you for sharing. Um, and we're so, 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 so glad that you are here. And I am here with you.